Alan was asking if we should record the children's sermon too. And I just got to thinking, you know what? That's about half the reason people come to this church. Who knows, we might get 160 million. Our first scripture reading this morning is from Proverbs chapter 15, verse, uh, excuse me, 14. Listen to God's word. The mind of one who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. And our reading from the New Testament this morning is from Paul's letter to the Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. Listen again to God's word. About this we have much to say that is hard to explain, since you have become dull in understanding. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic elements of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is unskilled in the word of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, for those whose faculties have been trained by practice to distinguish good from evil. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Anybody here know everything? <laughs> I mean, besides Mabry. Do you remember when you thought you knew everything? You were a lot younger, trust me. Those days are long gone for me too. But it's amazing that as we get older, we start to realize we don't know everything. There's a whole lot we can still learn, and it doesn't matter the subject. I mean, I could ask, uh, I could ask Roger, what can you tell me about a tooth root? <laughs> I had that in health in high school, and I knew watching that film strip, remember those? Watching that stupid film strip and thinking, you know, when I'm out to get a job, I don't think anybody's going to ask me what I know about a tooth root. I don't think it's going to mean anything. So there are things we could learn that don't really help us, and there are things that we'll never learn that probably are fairly important in our lives. And that's part of what Paul is talking about this morning. Doctors and teachers and anybody who's educated has to go get continuing education credits if they want to keep their license. Makes sense. We don't want them not to know what the latest thing is. There's new information coming out all the time, and frankly, I don't know how anybody keeps up with it. I can't keep up with the news. I don't try because I don't like it. But how could anybody in this day and age keep up with what's happening in the world? You can't. There's just too much. What if all that communication, what if it all stopped while we were still using semaphore? That's where you have flags 
and you send letters over long distances. Anybody here ever been a Boy Scout? Oh, there you go. So you know what semaphore is. Okay, let's just assume that humanity stopped advancing in communication while we were still using semaphore because, hey, that's as good as it's going to get. Can you imagine calling your children? I don't know where your kids are, but it would take 18, 20,000 people between me and them just to send the message. How long would that take? We didn't stop because we're curious beings. And we're curious because God made us that way. What happened to Kitty Hawk early in the 1900s? Huh? The plane flew the Wright brothers. Yeah, see, we all know that. How many of the Wright brothers' planes crashed before that one flew? How many of them failed to even get off the ground? Remember last week when I told the kids Babe Ruth was not just famous for home runs? He was also famous for strikeouts, but we don't remember that part. We have this drive to know more, and that's what keeps our minds sharp. And if you've stopped learning, you're no longer alive. Because learning is what we do. It's the very seat of who we are. Remember da Vinci's drawings of all those stupid contraptions that didn't work? Helicopters made out of spirals and all kinds of things. The problem is they didn't work because da Vinci never tried to build them. But there have been what they call archaeological engineers who've gone back and taken his drawings. And some of them we can recognize and go, oh, he was on the right track because we have those now. He didn't get them quite right. But some of these archaeological guys have gone back and built some of these things, and they worked. Whoa. Imagine how many more of us would be dead if he had ever built his tank. There's a happy thought. What he did was he would work on something until in his mind it was finished. And when he got to that point, he stopped working on it. Now I know. Now I understand how it works. No need to think about it anymore. And he put that aside and start thinking about something else. But there's one work he never, ever did finish and set aside. Anybody know which one it was? The Mona Lisa. He carried it with him for years as he traveled because he never had it quite right. He didn't have it the way he thought it ought to be. He couldn't see in his mind that it was done. Now we go and look at it and we see a finished work. If da Vinci came along, he'd start telling us all the things he'd do different about it right now because he'd still be learning something. Proverbs says that the mouths of fools feed on folly. 
And maybe that's part of da Vinci's paradox. It's not really folly, it's just that he stopped as soon as he knew he could do something. I know I can do it, why bother? My brother's the same way. He would come up to me and I had a stick one day, I was throwing pebbles up in the air and swinging at him, trying to knock him across the street and I kept missing. And my brother's four and a half years younger than me and he said, I can do that. I said, no, you can't. This is hard. And I kept missing, and he said, give me the stick. And I gave him the stick, and he went, pow, <laughs> again and again and again and again. So my paradox was, how is it my brother can finish this, and I can barely get started? I don't know why he could do it so well. But that was his thing at the moment. Da Vinci's thing was invention and study and learning new things. But what did Da Vinci rob himself of and us of by not completing all those tasks he started? How much further along would we be if he had actually built a helicopter? That's almost scary. We'd be we would have been flying during the Renaissance. What would there be for us to do now? Maybe we'd already be on Mars. That could be. What did da Vinci rob us of by not pursuing more and more of the information that he wanted to have? What have we robbed the world of when we stopped being curious? Anybody in here able to cure cancer? Anybody in here ever tried? So we don't know if we can cure cancer. That's just not our calling. But God has called all of us to live lives of curiosity. Lives where we keep learning and we don't mind being students. It's okay not to know something. But when we're like the church that Paul's addressing in Hebrews, we're robbing the world. We can end up propagating lies and heresies. Some of you who know, know that one of my favorite groups of people to pick on is the end time scholars. The ones who know exactly when the world's going to end and when Jesus will come down and slaughter everybody he hates, blah, blah. There's no secret knowledge in here. You don't have to be a special kind of person to find it. But you do have to be somebody who does more than read the words on the page. You have to be somebody who engages the word and engages it with the Holy Spirit guiding you. And you can't do it once. That same brother of mine, one day out of first grade, and he said, I'm not going back. My mom said, why? He said, I learned everything today. <laughs> Short-sighted. The idea that God helps those who help themselves, remember how that's not in here anywhere. Remember how it's that saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. That's not in here. 
Sorry. Those are things we created. You remember the old saying? Maybe some of you do. Anybody who commits suicide goes straight to hell. Not in here. We know so much that is wrong because we're not willing to go find out what is right, what is true. We give up. The wealth of life experience that we have, if we apply it to what we're studying, this word comes alive in ways you would not believe. Ways that can actually be frightening and joyous all at the same time. We can stop before we're done, like da Vinci. And we're perfectly capable of it, and we're allowed to do it. But if we're not exploring our faith and our relationship with God except on Sunday morning, then just like the people Paul is writing to, our faith is infantile. It's there, but we haven't done anything to help it grow. And it has to be nurtured. And if we don't nurture it, this is harsh to say, but we end up like that fool in Proverbs whose mouth only feeds on folly because we don't know the difference. We have stopped learning and we've stopped trying. Any learning we take on is lifelong. Anybody here know everything? I'm checking again because you might have remembered something. I haven't, but you might. But if we don't know everything, then shouldn't we keep looking? Bart Ehrman asked his classes in his introduction to the New Testament, Chapel Hill in North Carolina. He would say, uh, how many of you have read the Da Vinci Code? I'm really asking, how many of us have read the Da Vinci Code? Sure, sure. How many of us have read the entire Bible? A few of you, good, good. Now the rest of you, if Dan Brown wrote a book and you read that one cover to cover, then if God wrote a book, wouldn't you want to know what it says? Wouldn't you want to know what God meant in all of those words? When we realize our own ignorance and the challenge that is in front of us and the glory of exploring all this, it gives us a sense of wholeness that we want to seek out. Shouldn't we do everything we can in our spiritual lives just as we have in our physical lives to grow up? Amen. Come let's stand and say who we are and to whom we belong. <clears throat>